Welcome to the Say Yes to Holiness podcast. I'm Christina Simmons, your host, and thanks for joining me today as I seek to inspire, encourage, and accompany you on the journey towards holiness by sharing food for the head, heart, hands, and feet, so we may grow closer to God, become more like Jesus, and through friendship, discover the life God created us for, lives of purpose, peace, and abundance, rooted in the hope that with God's grace and mercy, we can become the living, breathing, wonder-working saints that the world so desperately needs. Hello, and welcome to episode 141 of the Say Yes to Holiness podcast, Finding the Grace and Strength to Endure. In this episode, I am sharing a little bit about my pilgrimage, which I just returned to returned from uh, Italy, where spent days in Assisi as well as in Rome. And that gave me a little bit of insight into our food for the head, heart, hands, and feet that might be a little bit different. But for the most part, I really focused upon how we have to have clarity about who it is that we are to be about, which is Christ, but then also how we can receive that grace and strength that we need to be able to endure all the challenges that we encounter, all of the crosses, all of the joys, all of what life throws at us. So I hope that you find that this episode is one that truly inspires you and encourages you as I accompany you on our journey towards becoming the holy men and women that God have created us to be. So enjoy, and see you on the flip side. Hello, and welcome to the Say Yes to Holiness podcast. I'm Christina Simmons, your host, and I am back from my pilgrimage to Italy. And as I have written about and as I've shared in my weekly YouTube live and uh, different ways that I have been communicating with everybody, um, we'll be unpacking the graces of that trip, uh, I think for not just many weeks, but many months to come. But I wanted to go ahead and do this podcast, uh, give you some food for the head, heart, hands, and feet, especially for this week ahead, um, in which we are coming up on the 21st anniversary of 9-11. Also, it is the Feast of the Exaltation of the Cross, which also happens to be my wedding anniversary, our wedding anniversary. We're celebrating 26 years this year. And then also the Feast of Our Lady of Sorrows on the 15th. So many things that are going on that we can reflect upon, uh, but in the context of all of life, how is it that we can continue to strive for holiness? How is it that we can continue to grow in love of our Lord so that he can give us his love and we can continue to be signs of that love in the world today. So let's begin with our food for the head from St. Philip Neri. He tells us, He who wishes for anything but Christ does not know what he wishes. He who asks for anything but Christ does not know what he is asking. He who works and not for Christ does not know what he is doing. So I think what is important for us here 
is that St. Philip Neri had real clarity about what life was about, didn't he? He tells us very simply that if we are wishing for anything but Christ, then we don't know what we're wishing for. And how often is it that we get focused upon our goals, I mean, myself included, of we have goals of, you know, writing a book or uh, starting a business or uh, finishing a project and getting a promotion or um, leading, you know, a, a group of people. Uh, perhaps you're a coach for a little league team and uh, you're leading a group of uh, young men or women uh, to, you know, uh, athletic uh, achievement. In whatever way it is that we are going about doing different things, but we are wishing for something else other than Christ to fulfill us, then we're missing the boat. We're missing the point of our lives. If we are asking for anything but Christ, then we don't know what we're asking for. It's like the child, uh, you know, in the gospel, it speaks about when a child asks for an egg, we don't hand him a scorpion. Many times we're asking for scorpions and God gives us eggs, but we don't realize it because we are fixated on the scorpion. We think that that's what it is that we need. But the fact is, is that all we need, who we need, is Christ. And if we're not working for Christ, then we don't know what we are about. And that's a hard thing for us to come to terms with, I think, is, all right, how does my job, how does my, you know, role in my family, my, my state of life, how does my striving to become a saint, how does that all come and integrate itself into my relationship with Christ? How does that all come together? And St. Philip Neri um, you know, when we were on pilgrimage, and I made mention of this in my newsletter uh, when we came back, was able to get reacquainted with him uh, because the majority of his ministry was in Rome. And he would meet people where they're at, and usually he would meet them by using humor. He famously, you know, shaved off a part of his beard, and so people would kind of look at him like, you know, double take, and, um, and he would in gauge with people that way because he got their attention by living differently and this is what we're supposed to be doing we're supposed to be living differently we're supposed to be living in such a way that we are able to witness to Christ's love for us and Christ's love for others of course, the two great commandments are love God with all your heart, soul, and mind. But then the second is love your neighbor as yourself. I think many times we think that loving God with all of our heart, soul, and mind means that we only need to be about, quote, you know, prayerful activities or church activities or ministry or that kind of thing. And we don't realize that our loving God with our heart, soul, and mind is about becoming who he created us to be in its fullness. It's about us seeking to do all things out of love for him. In other words, when we truly are in love with our spouses, we'll try to make them happy. We will try to do things that we know will bring them joy, will bring them pleasure, will be of uh, great comfort to them. 
especially if they're going through a difficult time. And one of the things that we do is that we are helping those that we love, but we're doing it because we love God. And again, this is something I think we all struggle with. We all struggle with, okay, how, what does it look like? How does this all, you know, uh, work itself out? And we need to look to St. Philip's advice and remember that we should only be wishing for Christ, we should only be asking for Christ, and we should only be working for Christ. And when we do that, then we become those holy men and women that God created us to be. We have to remember that St. Philip Neri was a close contemporary and good friend of St. Ignatius of Loyola. And St. Ignatius was all about ad majorem de gloriam, for the greater glory of God, A-M-D-G. You know, many times you'll see these, you know, uh, initials in different places. But it all comes back to St. Irenaeus's, you know, advice that said, the greatest glory of God is man fully alive. And I seem to be kind of bouncing all over the place here, but my food for the heart that I'm going to be giving you will build upon what we're talking about here, which is we need to keep our eyes on Christ. We need to be seeking him. We need to be working for him. We need to be asking only for him because he is the only one, only thing that is going to be able to truly satisfy. God is the only thing that can truly satisfy the longings, the desires that are in our hearts. And sometimes we try to fill it with other things. And that's what St. Philip's advice is about, is us, to use some of St. Ignatius's terminology, to become detached from the things of this world, but rather to become attached and to be desiring only Christ. So our food for the heart comes from Peter Julian Amard, and he writes, the more we expend exteriorly, the more we must feed our inner life by its union with God. Oh, if we could be like the guardian angels. They see God continuously, while at the same time they are always concerned with us. This is because God is their absolute center. Now this ties into our food for the head, uh, St. Philip telling us we should only be asking and wanting and desiring and working for Christ. And this is how we do it. God needs to be at our center. So think about the spokes of a bicycle wheel and you have the hub and from there come all of the spokes and it attaches, it integrates the entire wheel so it's able to run forward. So it's able to continue moving forward. And if you're missing spokes, then what happens is, is that then the tire will collapse. It'll, it'll collapse in on itself. But it all begins with the hub. And God is the hub. God is the center. Uh, Bishop Robert Barron has spoken about God as the center as well. And he uses the analogy of a stained glass window. Um, of how it is the middle and then you have the panels that move out. You know, well, in the same way, we can think of our life with God also in a similar fashion of how it is that God 
is at our center and then from there we have spokes going out which then integrates our entire life all together and this is what makes the world go around right it makes our world go around it's a tire and is rolling forward so I'll, I'll get off of that analogy right now but the fact is is that st. Peter points out for us that the more that we're doing exteriorly so the more that we're having to do to care for our families to do uh, something at work to uh, be involved in community life to be involved in anything at the parish for example the more that we're doing exteriorly the more that we have to feed our inner life in union with God and how do we do that we do that by keeping our focus on God, but then spending time with Him. This is why I speak all the time about daily prayer and meditation. We have got to be spending that time. When we do, then we are getting the nourishment that we need so that that way we are able to continue to grow in our union with Him. And then we are able to be fed so that we're able to go about doing all the things that we are called upon in our daily you know, lives that God has placed before us. And we can do these with the same love and care that God has for us because we are filled with his grace and then we're able to share that grace with others. And this is how it works. We have to be fed. We have to be going to Mass and be receiving the Eucharist. If there's a reason why we're not able to receive Eucharist, we need to be taking whatever steps we need to take in order to be able to do so. So if we need to get ourselves to confession, confession itself going frequently, um, ideally at least you should be going at least once a month. If not more frequently, I would, uh, depending upon how frequently you're going right now, I would say go ahead and double that. So um, if you are, for example, going every other month or once a quarter or twice a year, you go that much more frequently. So if you're going once a year, start you know planning and go twice a year. If you're going twice a year, go four times a year. If you're going four times a year, start going every other month. If you're going every other month, start going once a month. If you're going once a month, try and go twice a month. If you're going twice a month, try and go weekly. And I, the reason why I went into that whole breaking it down mathematically is the fact that that's a small way that we can be ensuring that anything interiorly that's getting in the way, our selfishness, our preoccupation with all the different things of this world, all the ways that we're not putting God first, all the ways that we're asking for things that are not of Christ, all the ways that we're working for things that are not of Christ, then we're able to have those put aside so that then there's like this clear conduit of grace that's able to inflow and flood into our soul and is able to then be poured out into our life. This is what's going on with the guardian angels. They are focused upon God. He is their center. And then with him as their center, then they are drawn to him and to go out from him and to serve him. And that's what they do when they are guarding and protecting us and guiding us. You know, the old guardian angel player of, oh my guardian dear, to whom God's love commits me here, ever this day be at my side to light, to guard, to rule, to guide. 
just like guardian angels, we are called to do the same thing for our brothers and sisters in Christ. We are called to do this for our spouses. We're called to do this for our family members. We're called to do this for our friends. We're called in the way that we can to be able to do these things. So one of the things that we have to be about as we're trying to do these things is we have to be fed. So we meditate upon God's word each day. We receive the sacraments. And then as we do that, then we have a chance of being able to go and to be his witness in the world. Our food for the hands comes from Father Jacques Philippe. And he writes, Even though we know that God's will and commandments apply to everyone, we do not always have the strength to fulfill them. Now, every time we respond faithfully to a motion of the Spirit, out of desire to be docile to what God expects of us, even if it's something almost insignificant of itself, that faithfulness draws grace and strength down on us. That strength can then be applied to other areas and make us capable of one day practicing the commandments that up until then we had not been capable of fulfilling entirely. So one of the biggest things when we were on pilgrimage that really tried to focus upon was not getting into this do 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 go ccc and never having breath but and i blogged about this but the idea of incorporating sabbath rest into the days and it's not just on sundays that we should be about this but rather it's also about each and every day how we're going through our day this is how we should be about things that we're doing. So what do I mean by Sabbath rest in the midst of your day? Well, one, to begin your day with God. Going back to what I was just speaking about of daily prayer and meditation. Beginning your day with rest, with nourishment, so that you then can go out and do the things that God has placed before you. So that's one, one thing that we can be doing to pause a couple of times during the day. A beautiful way to do this is at our meals. For us, not just to thank God for the meal and to praise him for what it is that he has given you, but then also to just pause and to really immerse yourself in what is around you. Now, it might be that it's somebody that you're eating lunch with, for example, but to be fully present to them to know that you know being present and to be engaged with them and to actually be um, asking them you know what's going on and to be attentive is a gift of yourself that you're giving to another this is how we are able to receive rest even though it might seem like well christina i'm not i'm doing something i'm not just resting well, that is a misunderstanding of what rest truly is. 
And this is a misunderstanding that most of us have in regards to Sabbath. When we talk about keeping the Sabbath, we think that means that we're not about doing anything, that we're just like sitting and hanging out, um, you know, and we can only, when we hang out, we can only do, quote, holy things. We can only be like praying the rosary or something. And that's not it at all. Sabbath rest are those things that bring us nourishment and bring us joy and bring us fulfillment and this comes usually through experiencing beauty so like taking a walk is a perfect example you're not sitting and praying but you're out taking a walk and to go and take a walk with someone else and to enjoy the creation around you that's a beautiful way to be able to immerse yourself in beauty and to be nourished and to be fed Another way is to sit and have conversation, um, and not just about the football game, um, you know, but rather, you know, we're now into football season in Alabama here, so of course football is a, is a high priority um, for many people, but not just speaking about the football game, but then also asking the question of, so how has your week been? What's been going on? How is your son or your daughter? How is your brother or your sister? How are your parents doing? What's going on in your life? Are you finding joy in the work that you're having to do? If not, are you where you're supposed to be You know, for your work? Are you using the gifts and the talents that God has given you? When we're in the midst of all of that, then what happens is that God continues to sustain us. And when we respond to the Spirit's promptings and we forget ourselves, then we are given all of the grace and all of the strength that we need to be about those things. Many times, because I'm an introvert, so I need like quiet alone time. Um, and many times I almost dread those days where I'm kind of going, going, going. But what I found is, is that when I will entrust it all, to our Lord and say, Lord, you take care of it and you help me be present how I need to be present throughout. And he does. And what I find is, is that I'm given all the strength that I need to be able to get through like a very busy day of meetings and, you know, conversations and interviews and different things like that. But what happens is, is that then when I come to be quiet with him, I'm able to truly be quiet with him and I'm able to be thankful and to receive all the graces that he desires to give me. Many times what we'll do is that we will hold on tight, we'll close our hands and the idea of a fist, of your grasping and holding on to the thing that you think is good for you. But the fact is, is that we need to open our hands and to receive all that God wants to give us because he knows what it is that we truly need. So in addition to, you know, that, that faithfulness that, you know, will happen when we respond to emotion of the Holy Spirit, that faithfulness will continue to help us grow so that we're able to be capable of even more faithfulness in the future. So to just be faithful like at 1% gives us the capacity then to be faithful at 1.5% or even 2% or 
or if we're faithful in 5% to then increase, could be double, could be 10, could be 20. You know, the way our Lord works is 30, 60, 100 fold, right? So we need to be trusting that if we respond to the promptings of the Holy Spirit, even if we don't think that we're capable of fulfilling God's will and commandments as they are before us and how we are trying to fulfill them in our lives, he will give us the strength and the grace to do that. There's a reason why he has placed something before you. Respond to the Holy Spirit and trust that he will give you what you need in order to be his sign of love and mercy in the world for others. Our food for the feet comes from St. Maria de Matthias. She says, let us love the cross very much, for it is there that we discover our life our true love, and our strength in our greatest difficulties. Now, many of us right now might be going through a really, really difficult time. And please know of my prayers for you as you're going through this very challenging you know, time for you. Or it could be that a loved one is going through a really challenging and difficult time. In the same way, you know, I don't think there's anything more difficult than watching a loved one go through uh, a difficult, painful experience, be it rejection, loss of a job, or, you know, uh, a health crisis, whatever it is that's going on. I don't think there's anything harder than to watch it, you know, coming to, coming about when it's someone that you love. Mary witnesses for us how we can go about doing that, about how we can be journeying with our loved one and being present to them. And this is a cross in itself. So even if you don't think that your life is difficult right now, even if there are no major challenges that might be present in your life, you still have crosses. And God is giving you these things, especially those things that we do not like, that we didn't choose, that we can't change, and we don't understand in order for us to be able to grow in trust of him. To be able to remember that it is through these different things that he is taking off the edges. Now, when we were in Italy, there was tons of sculptures. There was tons of art all around us. And one of the biggest things that God loves to do is just like a sculptor, he loves to be able to chip off those edges, those rough edges, so that it becomes smooth and beautiful. Anyone who has seen Michelangelo's David or his, IP, his Pieta, um, which is in St. Peter's in Rome, the David's up in Florence, but anyone who's seen any massive sculpture sees that it is beautiful. Well, in the beginning, it wasn't. It was a big block of marble that didn't have any shape, that was not smooth and finished. And all of our crosses, all of our sacrifices, Again, all of those things that we don't like, all those things that we didn't choose, all those things that we can't change 
and especially those things that we don't understand are ways that we are being revealed our true selves are being revealed so that we become more beautiful we become more finished we become more shiny um, and what does that look like it's holiness because holiness is transforming union with God and the more that we allow him to transform us the more that we're in union with him the more that we trust him then the more beautiful we become because we are imaging him we were created in his image and likeness and because of it the more that we're in union with him and allow him to transform us the more that image and likeness becomes apparent to others in particular they are able to see in us those beautiful signs of the one who created us and the fruits of the spirit patience goodness kindness self-control for example all of those fruits of the holy spirit are just small windows glimpses of heaven here on earth so when you are patient with that child who you're about ready to kill <laughs> then what happens is is that they might not realize it then but you are giving them a glimpse of the love of the Heavenly Father for them when you don't continue to pass on a piece of gossip by not doing something you but through self-control you are being a sign of heaven here on earth for another and they don't even realize it because you have refrained from spreading that gossip those are just a couple of ways that we are able through loving the cross in our lives that we discover our life that we discover our true love and we gain the strength that we need for our greatest difficulties So what might be some resolutions that you could take from our conversation today? Well, first is to resolve that you are going to spend time in meditation each and every day. This can be reading the gospel of the day, spending five minutes in quiet, you know, thinking and praying about it. Uh, it could be praying the rosary, uh, use the daily rosary podcast, uh, which I absolutely love from the School of Faith in Kansas City, Kansas. Um, but to make that commitment to each and every day, spending time in quiet meditation with God and having that conversation. The next would be perhaps that you just resolve to be faithful to one small thing each and every day in your life. Um, talked about growing in obedience, growing in your capacity to be faithful so perhaps it's just something as simple as getting up on time without hitting the snooze button which makes you more obedient and more docile and more willing to do what it is that god asks you to do when the holy spirit prompts you and the final is to resolve perhaps to love at least one of the crosses 
that it in your life. So growing in love, not just suddenly flipping a switch and going, okay, I hate this thing. I don't like this thing, but now I'm going to suddenly like it, but rather to love the very thing, to ask the Lord for the grace, to love the very thing that you don't like, can't change, didn't choose and don't understand to just ask for that trust and that grace to be able to do that. So hopefully those are a few things that will help you continue to grow in holiness this week. And we'll see you soon. Hey everyone, Christina Simmons from Say Yes to Holiness here. And I just want to remind you that the Say Yes to Holiness apostolate is all about seeking to inspire, encourage, and accompany you to become the saint you were created to be. This is only possible with our capacity to live out the fullness of our threefold vocation, that call to holiness, our state of life, and our personal mission. Dr. Joshua Miller, who is the executive director of Insight Vocations, also the Center for Leadership at Franciscan University at Steubenville, has developed a curriculum for Franciscan and is still being used, but he's given me permission to incorporate his personal vocation seminar curriculum into this new mastermind that I am offering beginning this fall. In addition to Dr. Miller's content, I have added content from a myriad of innovative thought leaders in both the church and also society before then also using a template that has come from my own 30 plus years in ministry and military, corporate and nonprofit environments to create this integrated and holistic formation experience. The ultimate goal of the mastermind is to help you, regardless of your age, your state of life, or your profession, to come to a deeper knowledge and understanding of who you are and your personal vocation, and then to encourage and accompany you to be able to take the actions needed in your daily life so you can fully live out the vocation that God created you for. So this is something that is, I'm calling personal vocation and leadership mastermind, because after you discover this about yourself, we're going to help you not just take those daily actions in your life, but then also help you acquire and practice the attitudes and skills that are necessary so that you can help others do the same thing. So if this is something that you want to be a part of, there's readings, there's videos, there's going to be live video, small group sessions, there's going to be uh, opportunity for one-on-one -on -one coaching with me. Uh, weekly journaling exercises. You're going to be encouraged to step into service in whatever way it is that the Holy Spirit is placing upon your heart. But it's all about being able to equip you to create and build and lead teams of others that are rooted in that paradigm of personal vocation as you yourself are doing the same. We need especially as lay people, we need to be embracing the fullness of who we are and stepping out into the world. So if this is something that touches your mind or your heart in any way, make sure to reach out to me, Simmons at gmail.com and just say, send me more info and I will send you the full PDF of the information about the mastermind. And if you're in, 
if you're like, sign me up, then just send me an email. Again, christinasimmons at gmail.com and just say, I'm in. And again, I'll send you more information. I look forward to journeying with you this year. Thanks again for spending time with me today. If you have any suggestions for upcoming podcasts, please leave me a voicemail using the link in the podcast show notes. Or you can visit my website at sayyestoholiness.com or send me an email at christinasimmons at gmail.com. I look forward to the opportunity to continue the conversation we've begun here today. In the interim, please know my continued prayers for you and your loved ones, especially that each of us may continue to strive to do whatever it takes in order to grow in holiness as we tell the master of death, not today. I look forward to having a conversation with you again soon. God bless.